3: Get back to talking about basketball,
1: please. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh. By the way, Jeremy. Um. So John yesterday played in a fun game of Engagement Edition Jeopardy.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Him and Oz. Uh. He and Oz. Uh. And their wives won, like, in a landslide over a table. A team of my extended family, and then a team of my future in-laws it was like not even close. Um, Where's my championship bring for that? Well, John, um, do you want to tell us the one question that you got wrong in that... Uh, oh, the Seal song? Yes. Yeah, so the song, Jeremy, the song from... Ni- the answer was, okay, the the question, the category, I should say, was Rosie's Roses from my fiance Rosina. And the question, I guess the answer there, um, this 1997 song um, for the 19, 1995 movie Batman Forever uh, uh it was the full thing? One two one two Grammys. You basically yeah, so. had to say the name of the song and the the artist. Do you know who that was? Well, I mean, John gave away who the artist was. It's a so. seal
4: song. So do you know what the name of the song is? Is it kiss from a
1: rose? Kiss from a rose. John yeah. buzzed in confidently, and what did you say? It's so a kiss by a rose. Kiss by mm. a rose. The yeah. fuck's the difference? You're if you're kissing
4: Jeopardy rules. Someone's kissing by you the gotta rose. Get it Jeopardy rules. Yeah,
3: you're getting. You kissed have to say from... the full
4: name correctly. Also, why would you be getting kissed by a rose? Well, I mean, yes, you're getting kissed by. Wow, I you have to initiate. If Titanic, the... if your lips are, are on rose, the rose it's, rose. it's either yeah. a by or a
3: from. There,
1: you know, you're that's locking. the other part. Is the song probably makes more sense to be the theme song for the 1997 film Titanic rather yeah. than Batman? Because then you're being kissed. Yeah, because her a rose. name is
4: Rose, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. So I kiss...
1: I, I, I strenuously object thousand dollar question by the way what did rose change her name to at the end of titanic
4: i don't think i've seen titanic and i don't know how long okay so uh God, come on what did what's jack's last name sparrow
1: no, <laughs> <laughs> no that's a funny answer. <laughs> the f- correct answer is rose dawson okay rose da- ah, okay. that's that's what she changed her name to we dawson's can- creek yes dawson's creek it's been a great um, interlude yes <laughs> Okay, Super Chats are
3: back. MRNK, what's going on? Is it fair to say whenever else, whatever else the next front office was cooking up is on hold until the Heartless Thin Man, who I like, that's a good nickname for KD, <laughs> and the cowardly, the cowardly Little Mountain Lion. That's a great Kyrie nickname, Cowardly Little Mountain Lion, are traded. Um, I, mm, It depends because if like, how many teams are in the KD sweepstakes? Like, if one of the teams that are in the K or tangentially, like, we don't know how far the tentacles on this thing, you know, reach. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the the unknown. Like, I don't know. There was a report, for instance, this week that, uh, I, I forget who, I apologize. I, was it Ian? Said that Miami was kicking the tires on Cam
4: Reddish? Okay. I believe he said that on the Fisher.
3: Okay, America? yeah, there you go. Um, good job, Jake Fisher, and Ian Bagley. If that's the case, then like, I don't know, maybe that's part of the holdup because Miami's in the KD running. Miami may be in Donovan Mitchell running for all we know.
4: We don't know. Yeah. That and DeAndre Ayton, you know, how to in parts with that. So they're just players who are better than almost all of the NBA and uh, they need to be, I mean, Ayton. Not as much, but he's still a big domino that needs to fall in order for a lot of these things to happen. I I would hope they they happen this week. I wonder.
3: I don't want to go on too long about this, but if it if it's more Aiden than KD, because if if the Nets have no interest in in Aiden, which we've heard reported, and then Aiden obviously is involved in the sign and trade potential, or sorry, is in maybe. Be going to Indiana or Indiana may want Eden. I got it out eventually. Like, does Indy like do? Does um, Phoenix not want anything that Indiana can send them so that like they won't match the offer sheet and then they allow like they allow them to go to Indiana? And is that the thing that maybe gets Randall involved? Where you know Phoenix is like, well, we can't get KD, but we could get a replacement who could you
4: know play. I don't know small ball five. I don't know. I'm just there's so there's so much we don't know we just so, someone has to just take the initiative and say fine I'll go first the easiest domino f- in order for that to happen is it's Aiden eight. going to Indiana, San Phoenix like I'm going to sign an offer sheet we can work out a sign and trade but if you don't I'm putting pen to paper you can match the contract I won't be happy about it I'm going to be here cuz again once you sign an, an offer sheet the team that matches the offer sheet can either match or not match. If they do match, then the player returns and cannot be traded for a while. So that's why I think that Aiton has some leverage here. The question then is does he want to be in Indiana? Is there another place that he wants to be where he can get the same money? Uh, I don't really know, potentially, but it's all weave, you know, the tangled webs we weave and just who's going to make the first move? Not sure.
3: Well, well said, uh, Dom. You're killing it tonight. Thank you for the for yet another super chat. We appreciate you, man. Um, me again, LOL. Keep, keep coming. Uh, I really wish Rokas was on the court. Yeah, we have That's a good name to bring up. I talk about guys may have over outgrown summer league. I mean, he had a really good year across the pond this year. I don't, I don't think it's. But yeah, I mean, to your sentiment, it would be nice to see him. Speaking of him, Jeremy, how do you project him as a trade piece for Spider or whoever down the road?
4: This is a good lead in. Thank you, Dom, because I wanted to talk about this. Go for it. So, last week, I know while I wasn't here, Andrew had mentioned, oh, well, you know, the idea of maybe Brunson potentially uh, being flipped down the line. When I had said that over before, before the summer, you know, in the summer before it had happened, it was more like, okay, yes, he is another option because he'll be making more salary. But I still had some trepidation at the idea of Leon Rose trading. Jalen Brunson and if that came across differently um, or if it seems like I'm rewriting what I said I, I not my intention I should have been more eloquent at the time now that Brunson's in the building I have a hard time seeing Brunson being traded you could make a very good argument that he is top three maybe could you say the best free agent I mean I, I know Amare and this year Houston, oh no in Nick's history in Nick's history I know it's tough but, but at least free you know, agent, free agent. Amari at least had the, I mean, there were no injury protections and it was like, yeah, spitting against themselves. I don't um, know.
3: I, I think there's a, there's a case that Brunson, I mean, it's either him or Alan Houston, as right. far as I'm concerned.
4: Exactly. And of course the problem with Houston was he was signed to another contract that was then yeah. crippling. The first one, you know, there was still good value there, but even so I just don't see him being moved. I think for the next three years, um, they're happily married. And after that, Brunson could opt out or he could opt in one of the two. But so then when you have Brunson staying and let's let's keep the focus on Jonathan Mitchell, because I know his name came up quite a bit. If you're having Brunson here, you're not trading him for Spider. OK, so the next move is Brunson and Spider together. Well, John, I believe it was you who talked about it in the newsletter that that would be the shortest, like the shortest winning backcourt combination was the oh.
3: Pistons. I I stole that from uh, shout out Mensah Smith on. I think it was the last town hall, right? So shout out
4: Mensa, Yeah. So yeah. and Mensa's right. It was um, Isaiah Thomas and Joe Dumars. They're both under six, four, I think. Uh, Dumars was 6-3. But at least with Dumars, he was a much better defender, like a legitimately good defender. This obviously predates me a little bit, but uh, still, he, he was very good. And so it's how do you get those two players to work together? And I know there's the thought process of like, hey, you know, get him in the building. It's cool. Like, that's the most important thing. I don't think it is. I really don't. In fact, I think it'd be worse for the Knicks to do that. I okay. looked at the last 15 years of conference finals teams. That's 60 different teams, obviously 30 organizations, but 60 different iterations of teams. And I looked at them and I looked at the stars and how they acquired their best player. So of the 60, 38 of them drafted or acquired the draft rights to the best player. Okay. That would be 63%. Okay. 14 of them signed the best player that they had via free agency. So 38 plus 14, we're already up to 52 out of the 60. Five of them traded the bet for the best player as the final piece to their team. You know, like the, um, they already had a
3: star. I got it.
4: Like 2008 Celtics. They found a way to get Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett in the building. um, The Raptors, they traded for a year of Kawhi Leonard where uh, it wasn't two to three years. It was one year of team control. He was coming off of an injury. They traded DeMar DeRozan. Uh, The other is the Suns, right? Like the final piece to that team was Chris Paul. And they didn't have to trade a ton. They just traded salary filler, um, like Ty Jerome as well, that type of thing. And um, in a 2022 first round pick, two of them traded for their best player as a non-final piece on a rookie contract. Those two, of course, being two iterations of the Houston Rockets. And then you can make an argument later on that, Hey, well, they still did trade for Chris Paul and, and whatnot. So no, th- th- the
3: Harden put the Harden totally different in its own category of NBA history. That'll probably never happen again for yeah. we don't need to get into it.
4: Yeah. So it leaves one, one team that traded for its best player, arguably as a non-final piece. It's the Toronto Raptors, but the Toronto Raptors in 2016. But here's the thing about the Raptors. When Kyle Lowry was acquired, and I feel confident calling him their, their best player, um, he was not the Kyle Lowry that we knew in his prime. He was traded for Gary Forbes and a first-round pick. And Gary yeah. Forbes was waived, like, practically right away. Well, Kyle Lowry didn't even start
3: initially when he got to
4: Toronto. Right. He was a good player who grew into a great player. And I'm sure there's some people who might be thinking like, well, you're being a little pedantic here because you have uh, Jimmy Butler and the Heat. Yeah, well, it was a sign and trade. Okay, well, it was a a trade. Yeah, well, the reason it was able to work is because the Heat did not give up much to go get him. And he was also the final piece in what they were able to do. If you look at this past team with the conference finals with the heat, if anything, Kyle Lowry probably held them back because of how he was playing and, and his age, the injuries, all these different things. And the reason I transition it is yes, you could say, well, maybe this time it's different, but we have evidence that it, it doesn't. And I think that the Knicks have done a really good job of showing us their cards and we just have to look and pay attention to it, right? Like when the Knicks tried to do that trade, that three-team deal with the Lakers and the Raptors, in, in retrospect, I we we should have all figured out like they're trying to clear cap space. There are other yeah. ways to do it, but they're trying to clear cap space, right? And then what did we see this past draft? We saw them trying to trade up. We saw them, they've been trying to trade up every single year, but we yeah. saw them really try to trade up like they haven't before. And you could say, yeah, well, the Kings are in a different position and all these things. I hear that. No, they they were trying hard. But to me, what they did by trading 11 and trading 13 and setting themselves up, it was, we want to get Jalen Brunson, but we also want to have more future ammo to trade up in the draft. And I think that they're going to do it next year. And I think that's the right decision because you can get seven to nine years of of a star player, assuming you find the right star player. We know that this front office has done a really nice job with the draft. Whereas you're trading a lot more for... Two maybe three years of in this case Donovan Mitchell, and I just don't think, I just don't think that is a sound strategy. And I think the Knicks know it's not a sound strategy, and I would hope that that's the case.
3: So I first of all, that's a great job by you with the fifteen years thing. Um, it puts in a different way what I wrote. I think it was last weekend, which is that the reality is, if you do not draft a star on your team as like one of your two best players, you're behind the eight ball already. Like whatever way you come at it without that, it's you're, you're, you're trying to ice skate uphill. And I think it's interesting that you quoted the, how many 15 signed by a free agent, right? Uh,
4: It was 14. And you want to guess how many of them were LeBron James teams? Uh,
3: Yeah. So (laughs) like I, I stand by this free agency. It's dead. It doesn't exist anymore. Like you're not, that's not a viable way anymore to get your top, top, top talent. These guys extend when they could extend for the big money. It's like it's just so rare. So, like, the, I think the one, the one. This is more devil's advocate than anything. Is will uh, reference what friend of the pod Zach Lowe said um, the other day to me, which is that the one thing with Donovan This doesn't put him in the James Harden category that you we reference before, because again, a unique situation, especially considering what they gave up to get him. It's not going to be what the Knicks are going to have to give up to Donovan. It's a lot less. Give up to get Donovan. It's a lot less. But Donovan is young enough. And if you believe that he wants to be here, and if you believe he's going to extend here, and if you believe your runway with Donovan is not three years, but six years or seven years or eight years, it does give you some theoretical leeway Um it doesn't mean it's going to make your life any easier, especially since theoretically, again, once you trade for him, the notion of then getting high enough on the, in the lottery to then trade up from there is going to be almost completely off the table unless something goes very wrong. So that's the best argument I got for doing it. Um, or, or you think that RJ Barrett could be one of the best two players on a championship team.
4: If you do, that's great. I don't deny it. Um, I I would hope that's the case. It's just like, again, for me, it's like, assume RJ isn't. Because if he turns into one, you're golden. If you found a way to get two of these guys, then I mean, come on. The sky's the limit. Yeah. And I, I just, I think the other, the one thing you have to think about, and again, I don't mean to keep focusing on Donovan Mitchell, but I do... I don't think they're going to be a ton of stars hitting the market. I know we say that, right? And then it's like, well, who would have thought DeJounte Murray? I know you certainly covered it. And that was great that you were able to, to identify where what's the direction of the Spurs. Like He could be on the market. and Certainly he was. You can look at other players and say the same thing. But again, we then get to a point where, okay, we go to next year. If it's not Donovan Mitchell, who might it be? How many of these guys are waiting for 2025? The one time where the cap goes way up where a lot of them can treat it like it's 2010, treat it like it's 2019, make the decisions together, form that type of, of bond, and then make it so. If you're the Knicks and you do this, you're taking yourself out of the equation in a lot of ways because number one, um, you've got a lot of your team to get Donovan Mitchell. Number two, assuming he opts out, you then have to look at his cap hold, which is like in the 50 million something uh, range. And then number three, you have to hope that enough players want to play with him. Otherwise you've just traded for him and it's, it, there's not much of a, of a safety net, I guess I, is the big thing.
3: Look it I, and shout out, by the way, uh, Sam L mentioned a, a Kyle Lowry comp for Brunson on, I guess, cream and the live stream a few times. Like, yeah, there's a world where like Jalen Brunson takes a step up and he's even better. Like there's all kinds of these ifs and possibilities. And like the, the fact is we just, we don't know. Like we thought, we always think we know what's going to happen, and then a year later, or six months later, or eighteen months later, just everything changes. Um, which is why, at the end of the day, and I don't disagree with you one bit, but if the price for him ever got to a point where it was objectively like, okay, this is a lot, but it's it's a it's fair, and it doesn't completely wipe the Knicks out in terms of. Assets I that's I would just be curious to see what that package is and who knows we may never get there because you're dealing with Danny Ainge and Danny Ainge doesn't seem to make trades that don't net him just gobs of shit so I don't know
4: yeah it's it's the strategy I understand like if the perfect situation comes across why sure like how much is too much for two years of maybe uh, as, as Zach was saying, like the 20, I'm going to call him Zach cause he's a friend of the pod. So he's a friend from the Uh My good buddy, Zach, uh, the 20th best player in the NBA. Like yeah. it, there's a limit to it. You're capping your ceiling. If you're paying for what would like, if you're paying a mellow price, who is a top 10 player for a top 20 player, you've already lost. And I'd be very out on the front office for that. And then it's about, okay, well what player might be better than him on the market? Again, that's hard to say. It doesn't mean that you, don't look. Doesn't mean you don't uh, you don't hear other teams out or whatnot. It's just it's why I think the most sound strategy. We know that the best thing this front office has done is investing in the draft. So stick to your strengths. Find, you have an excess amount of picks. Go into next year's draft. Trade up. Find a guy you can build around. In addition to the other players you have, just using future assets. I think you're going to be okay.
3: It's, it's a great plan, but you know what they say about best laid plans. Yeah. Uh, Good, good opportunity to move on. Uh Nomadic Knicks fan, what's going on? Thank you for the contribution, my man. John, I liked your Hornets trade idea. Thank you. Um, it was Jeremy's trade idea that I stole um completely unapologetically from him. I think I added a different wrinkle to it. I don't you think did. it was Jer- yeah, it, was, it wasn't Jeremy's exact one, but the concept of trading for Hayward. Um, another one. Rose plus Fournier plus Randall. Hold on, just processing this. Rose plus Fournier plus Randall. Okay. For Westbrook, Nunn and Johnson and the LA 29 first. Buy out Westbrook. Have cap space next summer and another future first. Invest in the kids. Um I don't I'm not gonna put this into the calculator. It feels like it works under the under cap. I would yeah. imagine. Um what say you, Jeremy? <laughs> well, would, yes, yes or no, would you do it? If, if Uh, and would it change your answer if you knew they were going to buy out Westbrook versus if you were unsure if they were going to buy out Westbrook?
4: So, again, like the head tells me, yeah, if this were presented, I'd do it. But uh, the heart, maybe I should say the heart tells me that. And the head says, no, 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 you've been on this hill of absolutely do not do this move for a long time. Like, die on this hill. I'm going to die on this hill. I understand, like, I could live with it. I also don't think it's going to matter because I think that it's Kyrie or nothing for the Lakers uh, just based on fit. Like you're not going to run Randall LeBron AD. Like, yes, you have, we have seen Randall and AD play well together. 100%. We have like, I just, like you'd have, all right, let me, let me backtrack. You could get LeBron to play the one because they actually were doing that more of that last season. Yes. played the one and the five. I understand the fit. I get it. I understand it's, it's doing business with the devil. I still wouldn't love it, but I'd understand it and I'd eventually find a way to grow to love it. But with that said, well, I'll, I'll let you add it. And then I got one more thing on Hayward. I can't
3: believe I'm going to say this. I have said it before, but I, this would be, man, I know. I don't know if I could, I was going to say this could be, this would be the easy way out. It would be selling three assets in Rose, Fournier and Randall. I think at their lowest value, in comparison to where it could be if the team gets off to a nice start next year and Randall shows that he's not a head case. It's just I don't even know how to reconcile that with the fact that I myself again talk about what the heart wants, what it wants. I I just I want Julius Randall off the team. Um, now, if this trade meant that Russell Westbrook was going to put on a Nick uniform and play play basketball for the New York Knicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would really not even think that would even be on the table because like they signed Brunson. So yep, I, yeah, that's not, no, that's not a thing that would happen. So I guess they would, I, I'm like you, I think I would understand, I would understand it. And like, there would be a part of me that would be celebrating inside. Like the minute the, the, the announcement came, like, yes, the plan, they plan to wave Russ or buy out Russ or whatever. But it, it, and inside I'm like, man, Is that really the best thing to do? I don't know.
4: I think he just makes a lot of sense with the Spurs. They have tons of cap space. They can take on Russell Westbrook. Mm -hmm. They can do a three-team deal as it's been reported. That, to me, would make a lot of sense. But just in terms of with Hayward, so two things. Uh, The first is, for me, Hayward was very much more like, if the Knicks want to stay over the cap in 2023 and they want to find a way to consolidate the roster, Hayward is perfect. So, The idea of packaging Randall and Cam in general, I think is actually a good one. It's one I was going to come onto the show and say like, Hey, this is what I would do. Um, Fortunately, you beat me to it. It's trading those two for Hayward and a first round pick. I'd be concerned. Um, Okay. I'd be concerned because the fact number one, who would have foreseen this miles bridges situation, the the Hornets may not even give up that first round pick. You know, you would think, hey, if Bridges is on this team long term, they're able to do something. They could at least yeah. make the eighth seed and, and the pick comes to New York or now Atlanta or now San Antonio. Yeah. And it's not the case. Things are different. But if you're the Knicks, you consolidate, but you're also selling low on both players. You're basically saying I'd rather have... Randall. I'd rather Fournier than Randall and I'm trading Cam for a first-round pick. That's how I see it. And again, I just don't think that... I don't think that helps you. Uh, yeah, you like, might be like right. You're saying, it's the easy way. To me, if you're going to do something like that, I, I don't love this, but I think it's more of a preference is if the Knicks want to get below the salary cap, right? If they found a way to do Randall and Cam to a place like Utah, where again, they take on two expiring contracts, Boyan Bogdanovich, and Nikhil Alexander-Walker. And they got draft compensation back that way too. Not just a first. I mean, well, in this case, like right? Like you'd say, well, it'd be a first because the fact that the Knicks are getting off, uh, you know, 20 plus million dollars. Uh, do we think they're dealing with Utah though? I why not. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Like, but here's the thing. If you're Donovan Mitchell, if you're the Jazz and you know you're not trading Donovan Mitchell because no team is going to offer you a package that exceeds the Rudy Gobert package right now. Yeah. You can't just do nothing. You got to do something. You have to, have to, have to do more than that. And if they're not able to do much more, then that to me feels like a like a solid way of doing it. The issue is that the Jazz also gave up like two to three second round picks to get Nikhil Alexander-Walker and to move out Joe Ingles and to get back Juanja Hernan Gomez. So like, there's a lot at play, but I still go back to like, I said with Randall, and if they wanted to do Bogdanovich earlier, I'm going to stick with that, but I'm going to add the cam complexity get matching salary in there with Alexander Walker and uh let's get some draft pick conversation sign, in there too.
3: Sign me up if you can get it. Be great I like that. Uh okay, let's get back to the Super Chats. I know we got a few more. Uh Brian Lests, uh what's going on, Brian? Feel like I'm ha- I'm living in crazy town <laughs> with Randall sitting courtside all smiles feigning leadership. Oh man, shots fired. He knows last season was televised, right? Man, maybe for, I I would love to live in the world that Julius Randall lives in. That's all I'll say. I just, I think Julius Randall sees and hears what he wants to see in here. That's the best I could do. Play um,
4: professional basketball and he's rich as hell. I'd love to be him. It's <laughs> thousand percent.
3: These are true st- true statements. Yeah. Um. Next up. Uh. Moment. Stephen. Stephen Cordero. What's going on, Stephen? Good to hear from you, man. Nick's kids carrying it over from the end of the season. Jb Grimes, Rj Ob Mitch. Is quintessential Tibbs lineup. Hope Tibbs realizes it. Well, that's it's not gonna be up to Tibbs to realize anything. If Randall's on the team he's yeah. gonna start, yeah. That's a um but yeah, that's that's now whether he finagles rotations in a way that gets Obi more time with those guys. I actually think Hartenstein and Obi make a lot of sense as a front court pairing. Um because of Hardenstein's passing, mm-hmm. because of Obi's ability to cut and like dink and dunk and and all kinds of stuff. I think I just I like those two together as far as them playing with Brunson, Grimes, and RJ. I'm I'm yeah, I'm all for I'm all for that grouping for sure. Agreed. Um, I like it. Uh Chad Cohen with another one. He started us off. He's back for more. You know, if they make the summer league finals, Tibbs will coach. <laughs> <laughs> and start quickly RJ Grimes Obi Randall just to ensure victory and play them 48 minutes hashtag five wins I love the hashtag five wins thing I thought it was a misprint last on Friday night I wasn't sure if I was reading it correctly and then no it's, it's correct <laughs> hashtag so wait is there It was. it's like playoff games or is it like
4: yeah I think what there's one more there's one summer fri- league game I don't and know then there's a bracket that's probably seeded by you know record okay all that we should know this. We we don't. I'm sorry.
3: Dominic Milford, what's going on, Dom? Thank you um, for the contribution. Hey, Mr. Macri. I feel so weird being called Mr. Macri. Continuing from last postgame, I need you to try, to chide you again. Farron Hunt, team high in steals. <laughs> are you are you Farron Hunt's agent, Dominic? If you are, just let us know. Any love from you, let how do, yet, how do we like Jeffries? I think Farron looks like an intriguing player. I just I don't know what to make of a wing who can't... He does all of his work from inside the arc. He doesn't he's, doesn't seem like a comfortable jump shooter. It's just really hard to carve out a role in the NBA when you're a wing who, who doesn't really shoot, who just wants to go inside. And I don't know. I, I want to... I'm, I'm all for seeing him in Westchester this year. Can I get back to you after we see him play 10 games in Westchester? Maybe I'll have more to add. Um, I think Jeffries has played well.
4: So, I really got Jeffrey should come to camp. One of the 20 guys, 100%. The funny thing with Hunt is he, his, I don't want to say his ceiling, but like ideally he's playing the role that the Knicks are probably penciling in because they haven't traded him. Uh, oh, cam, cam Reddish. Yeah. Like that, a lot of cam that, with, in Farron Hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Just a, a big wing who's defensive uh, where maybe you'll probably get like 15 minutes out of him. Quick twitch. That's it. That's all you really need, assuming RJ is healthy.
3: Not comparing
4: to camp. Not comparing. No. Correct.
3: Anyway, Andrew. Hi. Hi.
1: So, quick correction, or I guess explanation. Um, each team in summer league plays four games, and then the top two teams from their first four games will play in the championship game on July seventeenth. Which makes sense because the Knicks have four. Summer League game scheduled. which Got one it. is tomorrow night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time um, and then one on Thursday night. So- and shout
3: out to Chad Cohen. Just uh, super chatted that exact thing. So thank you, Chad. Oh, thank you,
1: shout out Chad Cohen. I'll add that later. Also, um, why do you hate Cam Reddish? All of both it's, of
3: you. It's on, I hope Cam goes on to have a Hall of Fame career and makes people look like an idiot. I, I, I like him. I do. I like the idea of him a lot. I We've want- added... You guys trading Cam
1: Reddish to or releasing Cam Reddish or whatever you do with Cam Reddish to the drinking game, by the way. Anytime you guys trade Cam Reddish, we take a drink. I don't don't
4: expect that game to last too much longer. Because you think he's going to get (laughs) traded? It's not even want. It's just like...
1: (laughs) You think think he will. You think he will. It's just
4: hard to see the role that he belongs in being in New York with other young players, other players in general.
3: I know what we should say very briefly is uh, shout out to Fred Katz reporting earlier today, or actually, I guess late last night, very late last night, because I was ready asleep, um that uh, the Jalen Brunson, according to multiple sources that he's heard from, is not going to be a sign sign and trade, which we can't really talk about yet because we don't it's not official official yet. but if it isn't a sign and trade, it's more just going to be like, well, what were the options on the table and which we're not going to know. Um, but I That, for me, for a while, has been the most likely CAM
0: trade. Um, We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data,
1: The sun's out, bums are out, but hopefully your pubes are not out. Also, flip-flop season is upon us and you're out there with those post-pandemic toenails? No worries. Our friends at Manscaped have you covered. They just launched their fourth-generation performance package and their Shears 2.0 nail grooming kit. Join the Manscaped movement by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code School look, guys, I'm not going to lie. I'm not the most accurate when it comes to manicuring down there. For me, it's always felt like a game of real life operation. I always end up reenacting that scene from Something About Mary. The Performance Package 4.0 includes the new Lawnmower 4.0. This fourth generation trimmer features advanced skin safe technology to reduce grooming accidents. You don't want any ingrown hairs or snags on your boys before beach season. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7000 RPM motor, an on-off travel lock, and gives you the ability to turn the 4K LED spotlight on and off. So if the power grid goes out in Texas again, you can use your lawnmower 4.0 to illuminate the way with this LED spotlight. This trimmer is also waterproof so you can trim in the shower and not worry about your cleanup on ILD. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker. You can chop up the worst weeds up top in your nose and ears. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those sensitive little nostrils of yours. Use the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to keep you and your game in the heat. Manscaped even threw two free gifts in their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. Lastly, the Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes slash tip tweezers, round-pointed scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium-grit nail file. You're probably wearing flip-flops, and people don't want to see those nasty unclipped toes of yours. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FILMSCHOOL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code film school at manscaped.com. Tame that summer swamp in your pants with Manscaped.
4: Uh, Can I just add one thing about the money now that you brought up the sign and trade? Yeah. So um, right now, once the Knicks complete the Burks and Noel trade to Detroit, they will have $34.52 million in cap space. So. Here's the challenge, right? There are basically four scenarios because the math as potentially constructed doesn't really work. So number one, you could have Hartenstein ascending or descending in contract structure, or you could have Brunson, and you could have Brunson ascending. That would leave you with $2.8 million left. You could, I mean, again, they've already signed Sims, which is included in that. And you could sign Hunt for, you know, three years, but it would leave $1.16 million left on the table. I don't think they're going to go this direction. I think that they're going to go hunt for the two-way. And then I think next year, they will either use cap space or the mid-level exception to sign hunt for a contract similar to that of Jericho Sims. And it'll be three years, cheap money. Perfect. But that's number one. That's one option they could do. Number two, they get have Hartenstein ascending and Brunson descending. Brunson's salary would start at $27.39 million. That would mean that he would actually be earning four years, $101.36 million, not $104 million. You can't say like, oh, well... This is well, Brunson Br- descending. This is Brunson descending. Yes, yeah. based on Hartenstein's math. Um, you can't say like, oh, what about unlikely bonuses? That should be fine. You can make it work because unlikely bonuses count towards the cap hit. So if it's Hartenstein ascending, Brunson descending... Uh, Brunson needs to take a haircut of a little over two and $2.6 million. What about Har- uh, the other way around? Hartenstein descending or Brunson descending as well? Well, for Brunson, it would start at $26.99 million. And that would be a four-year, $99.85 million contract. So this would it's be like a lack of a cut of $4 million and change. Right. And same thing with the unlikely bonuses. You can't really do that. And then there's the fourth option, which is that both players make you know, let's say both are on descending contracts. The math doesn't work, but the Knicks make another trade that clears up a little bit more cap space and then the Knicks make it work that way. And I think number four is very much in play. But if they were to ask one player to take a little bit of a pay cut, it would not be Isaiah Hardenstein because he is making $16.7 million over two years. It would be the man that they are signing to a $104 million contract with the hope that he would shave enough just so they can make things work now that they were not able to do a sign and trade. Because again, the math would have worked if the Knicks were over the cap, but we're past that. I'm over it. Not bitter about it at all. But it's that's the situation. Not. No, not at all. But that's the situation that the Knicks have Dreams from are the, uh, the cap's standpoint. Okay. We'll see what happens.
3: We'll find out hopefully soon. I, I just want to find out at this point. I just want to know. It's like college acceptances. You just want to know if you got in or not. Uh, Khalil Smalling. What's going on, Khalil? Julius has slimmed down and there's chatter from fans. He might be put at the... Th- I'm sorry. I need to read that again. He might be put at the three uh, as my t- my s- sleepwalking daughter walks in here. Hi, Seth. Uh, Thoughts on if that is a possibility would give Obi a chance to start. I think there is a better chance that Jeremy Cohen is the starting three on opening night than Julius Randall.
4: I would agree. It hurts, um, but I would agree.
3: And yet, as I say that, we are, but two years removed from Marcus Morris being the starting three because they had an opportunity to get Marcus Morris. And how can you not get Marcus
4: Morris? I mean, it's not quite the same because Morris was is more of a shooter. That team was not built cohesively that team was built like let's no, just get wasn't. the best talent we can so we can win enough games to make the playoffs so we don't lose our job that, that team was totally built with, with a dartboard and
3: uh, <laughs> darts and a, a lot of beer probably or yeah. something stronger uh, next up Pastor Claudio's Hobie Hive is Sims a notch above or below Willis Reed uh, it's too close to call for me right now
4: yeah too close as well
3: We'll, we'll call it soon for for Sims though. Jeremy E, what's going on, Jeremy? The idea of Randall on this team next season makes me ill. I think you're in good company. Uh, will he be moved by the deadline? I just can't handle watching that guy chuck anymore. I mean, I, if he comes out chucking next year, it, 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 bad job everybody involved. Bad, bad job Julius. Bad job Tibbs. Bad job front office. Bad job everybody. If if he's on the team next year there needs to be some level of confidence that like something is going to change, whether it's him playing, you know, half the game, whether it's, uh, I guess that would be it. Right.
4: I don't even know. Like it's more like, I think that's the other thing. It's there's the flip side of what happens if Julius Randall is here next year and he's good. And that's a good problem to have, except then you have to consider, well, if he's good, he's going to be playing extensive minutes. And if he's playing extensive minutes, that's just fewer time. That's less time for Obi to play. And he's not going to play the five, especially not when you have three fives who could all make an argument for getting good playing time.
3: I think he's, he will not be here to start the 2023, 24 season. That's as far as I'll go right now. I feel comfortable saying that. That's it. Sure. Uh, Next up. Uh, Oh, Melo from Toronto. Hello, Mello from Toronto. How are you? Speaking of Mello, uh, room exception. Yep. If Julius gets moved, you know who mm-hmm. that's going to. It's Mello, man. My guys, for everything the media and fans got to say, this next front office has drafted gems that won't be highlighted, but I want to do so today. By the way, John, Nick's Twitter is a weird place. <laughs> LOL. Uh, Twitter is a weird place. It's, a, it's been an interesting social experiment. Um, I don't know how that experiment is going, but not well for Elon Musk. <laughs> not so much. No. Uh, Perry G, don't apologize, John. You didn't do anything wrong. Listen, we could all be better, right? We could all be better. And uh, as I as I try to teach my daughter every day, if you do something wrong, just say you're sorry, right? Or if you do something, if you could be better, be better. <laughs> Ivan Omar, what's going on? Thank you for the contribution. I appreciate it. Uh, why are you apologizing when you were dead, dead right? Imagine if we get Spider. Someone's head is going to be bigger than it already is, despite offering nothing insightful regarding our beloved team. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, look, I'll say this. Whoever predicted that they're going to get Spider and whoever wants Spider, like, I, if they get Spider... Spider. I can't say spider without Sound like a feeling like an idiot. If they get Donovan Mitchell, I can't imagine being unhappy. I, I know everything you just said a minute ago, Jeremy. I get it. I totally get it. I totally get it. <laughs> if they get him, I'm not going to sit here and tell you now that I'm going to be pretend to be a, like, I'm not going to be upset. I'm going to be fucking
4: ecstatic. The conversation took a hard left the moment that the Knicks signed Jalen Brunson. we were operating a pre-Jalen Brunson world where it's a very different situation. We are now no longer in that world. We have moved to a new world, a whole new world where Jalen Brunson is on this team. I know. And that is the world we have to live within. And we have to consider working with Jalen Brunson and that is not Donovan Mitchell. And you're not most likely trading Jalen Brunson for Donovan Mitchell.
3: I don't think it's likely. So I, I, I don't think it's likely. I want to be very clear about that. That's all. Robert Cross, of course, because Robert Robert Cross just can't get enough of the good stuff. The guy that I want out of here is Fournier the most. Grimes needs to start, and IQ needs minutes. Well, IQ is getting minutes, and Grimes I think will start. Show the turnstile the door. Hashtag fifty three wins. Um, Fournier getting moved. I. I feel like if Fournier got moved, it would have happened already. I don't know why I feel that way, but I do. And I don't think that there's a big impetus from the team to move him. I know they've been. Ch- I know his name has come up. Him and Cam. I
4: wonder if they have a preference. What do you? I don't know. I think they honestly prefer Fournier to to Cam to, to get moved. Oh, to get moved? Oh well, no, that's what I'm asking you. you, you, you I think, think they prefer Fournier to stay. I know with Cam, at the very least, you would hope he can just up his value, right? You, yeah, you increase his value, trim the deadline. You like that is the bet you're taking. But then we walk into the issue of if Cam's doing really well, why are you trading him, right? Because uh, for a yeah, lot if of Cam times, does well, like, I
2: think
3: like he's that's a they that's a great sign they're going to keep him.
4: It is, and but again. Like the question is then, do they want to have Cam long term? If they want to be under the cap, like all these different things that like come into play, which is why it becomes a much more complex situation with Cam Reddish because he has a 17 million dollar cap hold, because he's still gonna pay, you know, need to pay him. It's just it's it's more of a headache than I wish it were.
3: Speaking of Donovan Mitchell, again, I don't know these he's been tweeting song lyrics. I don't know what this means. I, you, you can put a gun to my head, I can tell you what this is from or what artist this is. Lost you to the game. I got to face that. Some some enterprising young person in the chat. Tell us what that's from or what it means. In the meantime, we continue. We have some super chats left before we get out of here. Roger Fortune, thank you so much for the contribution um, and for this comment. You guys are true gentlemen. I saw a handful of the personal attacks your way and I applaud how you've handled it. Thank you. Uh, Roger, I appreciate that. Um, started following two years ago. It's been a true delight. Let's go KFS and um, New York Knicks. Thank you. That means a lot, Roger. Thank, Thank, you. Thank you, Roger. Um, that was Drake, John.
1: Oh, John I know who he is. Theorist. Yes, he do. You, what do you know a Drake song? There was one. Hotline bling. We did this once. We did do this. We once. did this bit. Yes. Hotline bling. Do you know a second? That This is this is real mm. life, by the way. There was a Drake's Jeremy. There was a Drake song in a uh, Jeopardy yesterday. One of our songs. That's ah. you know, it'd be funny. Drake song. Yeah, but John. If not he, no, if he, he came not. out with a song called Coffee
4: Cake. As a why Drake's Coffee. Oh, oh Drake's Coffee. OK, well, done. <laughs> why not just get Josh Bell in for. A yeah, song? then you have oh. Drake and
1: Josh. Yeah,
4: <laughs> Who?
1: Oh no! Uh,
4: Move on, please. Next super chat. Never seen Jurassic Park. Yeah. Oh man. Thank you. Oh
1: Stringer, I got it. Yeah, it's
4: great. Wait, Stringer Bell?
1: Is that who you're referencing? No, No. Stringer Bell's from The Wire. I know. And Josh is a show that was on Nickelodeon. I guess this is the cat. The oh, I don't know what the hell that is. (laughs) Where (laughs) Jeremy? Where Jeremy and I actually relate? Hug me, brother. Yeah, hug me, brother. (laughs) Yes.
4: Okay. I'm I'm going to... It's going to take some time to realize, John. Yeah.
1: Oh. I found a way. I found a way. It's you great. just open up your mind.
4: See what's inside.
3: wide open. <laughs> <It's good. laughs> Continuing along. Uh, Ivan Omar, what's up again? I'm with Jeremy. The attacks were too personal. It's so devoid of class and clearly shows a lack of correct upbringing <laughs> to each their own. Uh, you make, you, you know, have whatever opinions you want. Keep your head high, KFS. We do. We do. I, mm-hmm. And I... I Look, I, I don't want to talk about this much more. I'm very proud of what we do here. That's all I'll say. I'm really proud of everything we do. And I'm so proud of the people I get to work with doing it. Um, yeah, that's about all. I, I know you don't want to talk about this much more, but we're at
1: that point in the super chat lineup.
3: So. Oh, okay. Let's keep going. <laughs> David Gretter. Gretter, I hope I pronounced that correctly. This is for the clowns on Twitter who talk to John as a man for using super chats. When the channel he got his voice on uses them too. <laughs> uh, hashtag clown alert. Hashtag long live KFS. Yeah, I don't... I mean, look, I don't even... I, I wish I could... Actually, no, I don't wish I could say this. I did not pay attention to actually what was said yesterday. I, I, I got the gist of it. Um, because again, I'm a grown ass man. I'm 39. I have a wife and two kids. That's all I really care about. And just making Nick's content. The only thing I'll piggyback on to, cause Jeremy
1: kind of brought the, the energy that I had at a point yesterday. So I appreciated Jeremy saying what he said, like I did see some of the attacks that this chat is referring to. And that was the only part where I was like, really like what the hell? Cause like I spent all day with you, watched you be like a good dad and like run around chasing two kids for five hours when you just wanted to be at a barbecue. And I was like, really, that's the attack you go to. But like you said, we're above it. Don't worry about it. You know, let's go. Knicks is the joint statement. I will say the other part is I always like when I watch a meme play out in real life, And the Don Draper meme of the guy in the elevator saying, I feel sorry for you. And then Dom Dom Draper saying, I don't think about you at all, (laughs) is exactly what happened with John yesterday, which was pretty fucking fun. I actually went more with the Thanos. With the, I don't even know who you are. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> you took everything from yeah. me. <laughs> okay, that is more appropriate. Well done. Yeah. I like seeing I don't, to, a I don't have time to be on Twitter anymore. I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. Go I'm ahead. Sorry. Robert, Robert, Cross. Robert
3: Cross, of course. GMAC, now that we have addressed hashtag Nick's Twitter cryberries, should we have a summit to break bread? I like bread. If so, could there be a color war dynamic? I don't even know what that means. Color war dynamic?
4: Jeremy color Young. wars, yeah. What would that? You, know, uh, you guys don't know color wars? No, no, I don't. Okay, like at camp, you have oh, yeah, got, you color Wars. Yeah, I got color. Oh, Yeah, I
1: could have went a whole bunch of different places, but I mean, we have we do crossovers with Nick Scott, content creators all the time. So yes, sure, a summit has already happened. Yeah, we yeah. And, and we love
3: well almost all
1: of them shout out to our moderators by the way for this episode we've added a bunch of people that have just signed up to moderate the chat and yeah, thank you're at a span that mm-hmm. jumps in shout out
3: to our mods for this episode next up kevin Danishevsky. you guys are the best thank you lol at the idiots again nobody's an idiot just you know people have bad days and the uh, you know, mental health crisis in this country is very real uh i'll say that while keels has proven he's not nba ready i kind of like his passing jobs uh long-term project. Yeah, on Keels, he could do all the things. I I said it on Friday night. I'll say it again. There's no question that he has the ability to be like a really high-level combo guard that if he figures out a lot of this stuff, like that dude's a, a weapon. It's just there's a lot of the finer points that he needs to figure out. I was speaking with um I'll say someone that had some has some proprietary data that I can't share on here but i'll just say it's a friend of the pod and um kills defensively last year like it, it is was not great um he really needs to clean up some stuff especially on that end of the court and um he's getting shape he's like we get in shape you're an nba player now
4: get in shape that's what the g league is for it is what the G- <laughs> That was the Don Draper voice. That's what the money that's is what for. The money That's is what for. the money is for. The money is The best <laughs> well, episode uh, ever.
3: Jeremy. At least I got that reference. Yeah. Um, uh, one second. I got to scroll down to this. That's okay. Uh, yes. And as JD's pointing out in the regular chat, Kiel's is 18. He's the, He was the youngest or second or third youngest, whatever he was, player in the draft. And, um, and Montero is another guy. Well, Andrew's finding the next super chat. Again, shout out Jonathan Wasserman ranked the best undrafted guys in summer league. He put Montero at number one. We saw some of that tonight. We should we should have probably spent more time on it. Montero showed you flashes. Like he'll give you the flashes. It's just so hard to figure out what you have with him because he just spent the last year in the freaking overtime elite, whatever it is. Which is not that's not real basketball. Like I, I don't know what they were doing out there, but it's, it didn't raise his stock. That's for sure. Uh, Sam L, hope we keep Fournier. I could see his value appreciating playing um, on an offense with better ball movement and more purpose, the Brunson effect. It's good. It's interesting. We have two sides of the same coin on, on Fournier. Some people want to see him move. Some people want to see him kept. I, I don't know who's right. I don't know who's wrong. Um, I would like to see him against backups. I think he could be really dangerous against backups as part of our backup unit, specifically alongside Derek Rose. I think Derek Rose, you give him an Evan Fournier to, to play with, plus quickly. Man, I, I, I'm I'm talking myself into that backup five so much. I'm yeah. I'm just very excited. That's all. I agree. We
1: talked about this on the on our pod last week, John. The backup unit of OB Hartenstein,
3: Fournier Rose quickly. That's, that's yeah. That's I mean, better than half the Knicks starting fives we've had to stomach over the last 20 years. i say it right now, happily. Uh, Robert Cross, what's going on, Robert? First time, long time, John. <laughs> of course, Robert. Let me be re- real clear. I don't want Mr. Grumpy here. The talk is ruining the sunset here <laughs> in San Diego. Hashtag 53 wins. So Robert Cross just wants to specify he, he wants Fournier and Randall Gun. I would put the odds at that at
4: less than 5%. Yeah, I was going to say 5% for this year. Down, before, you know, before this year. A year from now, I think there's a very good chance that oh, yeah. neither of them's here. Yeah. But,
1: but to be clear, he wants them gone and nobody else in return. Like he wants them cut, you know, so that way it's just the, the summer league roster. The Utah
3: trade did, did sorry, did you have both of them going out in your fake Utah trade?
4: I did not. I just had Randall going out. You just had Ren. Yeah. Okay.
3: Okay. All right. last Keep one of the night. Okay, Khalil Smalling. And by the way, shout out. We have almost five hundred people watching. We've been on here for over two hours. Um, everybody, chat, super chat, the whole thing, it, and the sentiments from everybody is, you know, very very meaningful to to us and and me especially. Knowing IQ will likely have a bigger role, and Greaves needs minutes. D Rose makes the most sense to move. What teams are most likely trade partners? That is a great question and a great way to spend maybe a minute unless we get another super chat in here. I wouldn't mind spending half a minute on this. I don't think Rose, to be very clear, I don't think Rose is going to be moved before the season. I just It's my gut feeling. I cannot say anything other than like, it's my gut feeling. I think they want him here. I think they want him to get healthy. I think they want him to show that he's healthy on the court, the whole thing. If they are not in contention for anything that they deem worthy of being in contention for at the deadline, and Rhodes is healthy, he is easily the player on the team that makes the most sense to trade. In terms of what can he be moved for, we need a, a spreadsheet of the trade exceptions out there because I don't know off the top of my head which teams have trade exceptions that would be able to accommodate Derek Rose. I'm sure there are a few out there. In terms of in, especially contending teams, um I'm just going with like matching salary. I don't know. Does anyone come to mind for you?
4: Well, that's the challenge is that are the Knicks gonna be over the cap or under the cap? Because if they want to be under the cap, then they have to find salary that works for them. I think they'll be over. But again, it's if they want to I'm saying moving forward, not this year. If you no, I, I I understand. If I understand twenty twenty three. If we're talking about um jettisoning randall if cam's not going to be here if they want to move fournier that to me points to signs of like we we want to get back into the cap space game but it's hard to make that assessment until we know what one two even three of them you know what they look what it looks like if they're gone what comes back because then they could also get someone who isn't expiring salary and then flip them so there's just a lot at play it's it's hard to find the players, but in terms of guys who are available on, you know, unrestricted free agent in 2023, not a ton. You'd have to probably find two meh players and focus more on draft pick compensation because a team like Boston, where he would have fit that's they're out. They got Brogdon unless Brogdon's hurt for the season. They're like, there's nothing like,
3: like Pat Beverly's on Utah now, right? He is. He's an expiring thirteen million dollar contract. Did the Knicks want to help Utah get
4: better this year? No. I uh, so here's one thought I had in terms of like a way you could get Rose and Fournier out. What if you, if you are? It's tough to find the salary exactly, but if Russ doesn't go to the Spurs, if you send Fournier and Rose up to Minnesota, they move like on up to Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> It <laughs> seems the, like to
0: the it yonder. seems like
4: they want to move on from D'Angelo Russell. It's the sense. Why, why would you, why would you end the show by bringing up his name? Because I'm saying then you send D'Angelo Russell to San Antonio. Oh, okay. And then the Knicks receive someone like Josh Richardson as salary, like that sort of mindset of how they're able to do it. It works under the salary cap. It just depends on what the other teams want to do.
3: The other thing is, like, you know, injuries happen. Like, I'm just like, Reggie Jackson is an expiring $11 million contract. Like, I know they seem to like him, but like, LA, the Clippers are a team you could see easily saying, okay, let's, Derek Rose is available. Let's get Derek Rose, you know, but again, it's tough. It's tough to find the salary. I don't, I think, I think you nailed it. I think it's two, two smaller salaries combined with a, with a pick. And we could, I mean, we could, it's a word, but like any contender, any contending team, if Derrick Rose comes out, plays healthy, looks good, any contending team should want Derrick Rose.
4: I think so. Yeah. But no, I mean, like if you are, again, to go back to Minnesota, like Bryn Forbes and Torian Prince, both of those players can be expiring. Forbes is no, absolutely Prince is expiring, Extended, But I'm saying at the deadline. Oh. Prince, his second year is non-guaranteed. Oh, it is? Mm-hmm. Oh, I,
3: didn't so I, was, I didn't know that. So you could find a way to,
4: it, but that's if they wanted to go that route. I don't know for certain if they do, but like that's why I look at Minnesota and their lack of outside shooting, especially with Beasley gone, because he did a lot of initiating in their in their bench unit. So like, can you have someone like Fournier to be there to provide spacing? It's obviously mitigated with Rudy Gobert. We know the French connection is there as well. That's like I don't mean to to harp on them as an idea. But, like, if you're talking about a team that's looking to get better, that continues to get better, won't take a lot to move these players and do whatever. Like, I think there's some logic to it, at least. God,
3: he makes so much sense
4: for Dallas. Fournier?
3: No, Rose.
4: Oh, Rose. Yeah, he does. It's just not like it'd have to be Dwight Powell going somewhere else. That's exa- exactly. And then someone has to, some expiring salary needs to be sent in return.
3: Yeah, I. I don't know. Mm, I don't know. We'll see. Nick's film school. Oh, I'm supposed to read this. Yes. (laughs) Thank you so much for everything tonight. The kind words, the well wishes, even the civil disagreements. We truly appreciate it all. Thank you. you Type that out, Andrew. That's very nice of you. I usually put something at the end of these. So Um, yeah. Closing thoughts. uh, Andrew, do you want to go first?
1: I just have stuff to plug, but okay. Um, so we'll do that. At the yeah. End. We'll Jer- do that at the end. Yeah. Jeremy,
4: Bobby, Mark- not Bobby Marks, Sean Marks, just, just rip the bandaid off, man. <laughs> please. <laughs> I want to get on with my life. We want to get on with our lives. We just want the NBA off season to stop being at a grinded halt. So, um, please just make a move, man. Let the rest of the chaos ensue. It'd be nice. That's it. That's the tweet.
3: I bet you he doesn't get moved before next week. Oh,
4: God damn it, John. I'm, I'm just, I, know, not, I know, I know, I know. I just, I I just want it to be over.
3: Yeah, we'll see. Although I saw a clip, he was talking to Masai. I, and Woj was there later. too. Who, who was, oh, and Woj. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> great. Uh, do I have any closing thoughts? Um, no, just thank you, everybody. Really, uh, thank you. I'll, and I'll leave it at that.
1: There you go. Yank uh, Red Sox just tied it, Jeremy. You're about to go into a fun game, though. 6 6, bottom 5. I went to a. uh, This is part of my plug. I'll be on playback tomorrow with Rich Rich McLeod uh, of Just Mets watching the Mets play the Braves. So if you're a Mets fan or a baseball fan want to join us, go ahead. Um, I went to a dark place with the Mets today. The. This is what well, your comment of like the Yankees, the, the Knicks, the Summer League Knicks are closer to the Yankees. They actually are closer because the Yankees this year are basically undefeated. Um and the Knicks, Summer League Knicks right now are undefeated.
4: I, I'm asking us earnestly. I know what? that uh that whoever was pitching put up seven scoreless. Did the Mets lose? The Mets lost in actuals. Oh, yeah. I really the did not know they got I shut have... out
1: twice by the Marlins. You actually have a good rotation, so I'm not like too upset. But
4: you had Keith Hernandez there. That was a fun. Yes, game and Monday. they won
1: on a error to end the game, just like in mm-hmm. 86, which yep. we love to keep bringing up. I'd love something new to happen, positive to the Mets in a playoff game that matters. So we could bring that up instead. Um, but yeah, I went to a dark place there. Also, this will be my last plug for today before I let Jeremy plug something else. Um, what, I've mentioned that these two... Uh, guys are are part of um, my big day next year. But another person is my friend Evan, who none of you know, but you should because he's a Knicks fan. Um, up, Evan? And, and the reason he wasn't there yesterday is because um, the birth of his child happened. And the reason this is a Knicks related thing is because I won't say the full name, but he named his kid R.J., so oh, shout out to that's Evan. good. That's a good job. Yeah, good job on. by him. Shout out to Evan. Shout out to his wife. Um, Congratulations, guys, on behalf of hey. me. And of course, on behalf of KF. And we got one more super
3: chat that just came in. Of, of course, course, we do. From C.T. Pittman, you guys are so close to 10,000 subscribers. We, are, we as KFS fans haven't done our. Oh, come on, C.T. No, we haven't done our part to get them there. You, you've done C.T. <laughs> Plenty. Done At the
1: very it, minimum, you've done one 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 ten thousandth of your part. And I will say that it's way more of that. So. uh He's saying tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend.
3: 130 shy. We can get there. Let's get yeah, there by, by the end of this. If, if they win the summer league championship, we should we should we could get to ten thousand. If
4: they trade Julius Randall, we will get to twenty thousand. Oh yes, that live stream will double our
3: <laughs> exactly. God, God, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what I would. Okay. Uh, thanks, everybody. Uh, we hope you had a good time. And Jeremy has to will- plug one thing, and then we'll
1: get out of here. Oh yeah, cream. Oh yeah, it's we're back. Bringing, we're bringing Capitals
4: everything around me back. We're bringing it back. It's coming back on Wednesday. So. Excited. let's hope the Brunson announcement happens by then that'd be nice
3: that would be I would hope so okay you can sign us out Um, thank you everybody for checking out another episode of the next film school podcast as C.T. Pittman just told you uh, if you like what you hear or see subscribe to YouTube subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts uh, feel free to drop a five star rating leave a nice little review those things help us out and uh, yeah, let's all let's all be let's all be nice out there. World's <laughs> got enough bad shit going on. We could be we could be nice when we talk about basketball. You're a
4: semi pro. What?
3: Yes. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. E
4: L E. Everybody love everybody.
3: Everybody
1: okay. love everybody. I was gonna go friend of the pod. Seth Davis tweets out every morning. Please be kind. Yes, he does. But Good job. All on of him. these all of these things happen. All of these things can be our motto. There you go.
3: All right. Peace fun. out, everybody. We'll talk to you soon.